0: Gary Butterfield.
1: My name is Cole Ross,
0: and you're listening to Best Quality Vacuum, uh, our show about Breaking Bad, El Camino, Better Call Saul, and the future Mike Erman Trout Chronicles. Uh, <laughs> and we're wrapping up season two.
1: We are. We're going to be talking about the DVD features. Uh, it always sounds so, sounds so underwhelming when I say that, but it, like, that is, th- that is a limp
0: dick sentence, dude.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the,
0: the, um, Can yeah. I'm listening to a podcast that's about DVD features. Yeah. But, but there's <laughs> no, I know. A, it's interesting. It just, it sounds, <laughs> it's also, uh, these are some of the best webisodes I've ever seen. <laughs> Fuck me, man. Like what, what a horrible sentence, uh, this, <laughs> <laughs> like, they really they it's, really elevate the the art form of webisode uh these guys so, i f-
1: i feel a tremendous amount of dignity uh, you know i derive a, a lot of dignity from the fact that we get to do what we do for a living you know yeah we're incredibly fortunate and yeah, there's a lot of self determination in it etc et, et um however that's not to say there aren't that, that there are zero indignities
0: <laughs> sometimes you have there, to
1: praise a webisode
0: There's a nonstop parade of uh, nonsensical and embarrassing sentences. Yes. And this week is just very concentrated because we recorded about Jack too for watch out for fireballs and (laughs) said a lot of stuff about precursors and various just nouns (laughs) and everything. This is better than that, but it is, we are essentially reviewing a DVD like this is 2009. Uh, Yeah, but it's also just a a chance to wrap up our feelings on the season. And we are getting interesting and ephemeral Breaking Bad content that I've never seen before. Uh, you know, the first time I watched through Breaking Bad, I watched through it on Netflix DVD mm-hmm. uh, delivery. Um, and they were early DVDs. They didn't have as many special features mm-hmm. on them, like the or initial releases, or maybe they were like special Netflix releases. I don't remember there wasn't as much of this. And then I watched it streaming. So this is the first time I've seen much of this stuff. Right. Uh, for me, which is just, you know, that's holy because it's one of my favorite shows of all time. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, Uh, so let's get into it. Like even even season one was a little sparse when it came to some stuff. You know, like you can just kind of (laughs) tell when a just like okay, first season, whatever. We're gonna have some perfunctory stuff. Special features gonna be closed captions or whatever. But like when they know they have a hit show on their hands, suddenly they start documenting and promoting stuff like specifically to put on to put on these things. So like we're kind of off to the races for that
0: it it's a really it's something that in the future uh I don't think people will understand right um this you know once physical media sl- you know as it's slowly dying out like the Be- idea being of being killed
1: being killed yeah please. being being killed
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh the uh as that happens, people will not understand i think the idea of wanting to have a copy of the movie. In the first place but then also the idea that your little bonus for that was mm-hmm. it's it's almost like a deluxe re- reissue of a video game yeah, yeah it's like these are all bowser's fury mm-hmm. uh is what these are you know yeah. and it's it's it will go away i don't think that we'll have this for movies it'll be replaced by um like if you look at disney plus they just produce shows that are basically this mm-hmm. and they're just treated as a separate tv show yeah you know, so it'll be like inside Disney and it will have the, the collection of this kind of stuff all put together. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it it won't take this form factor in the future and it will be a lot rarer. Yeah, So it's, it's kind of neat as a time capsule thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I think.
1: so sometimes if you buy if you buy something on apple movies they have a whole mm-hmm. uh thing about this like they've got like a special menu and they've got a ton of the behind the scenes things mm-hmm. um that is really cool i i i like i like that and that's what gets me to buy stuff on apple movies um mm-hmm. however I prefer to have the physical uh for you know, reasons that are becoming incredible in- increasingly clear right yeah, yeah. and also it's becoming uh it's 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 becoming less common as uh as movies are published on there. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it's a it's it's a fascinating time to be alive uh <laughs> here. Um we that doesn't mean that it's all great. Uh I'm glad we had a similar experience with this. Um there are these little promotional things. They had these on season one, I believe, mm-hmm. uh called Inside Breaking Bad. Um, which is just like it's kind of a commercial yes. for the episode. It it's uh some footage from the episode, non spoilery, non insightful footage and interviews from the episode there's one for each episode and they're very boring and they have stuff that we have learned multiple times over from doing the podcast and mostly from watching the episode Mm -hmm. like there's not a whole lot you can glean from these like i did not feel like i was further inside breaking bad
1: no no it's a lot of like if you want to see the same you know the, the the same shot of jesse like looking left and then right and then hear people say we wanted to do something you've never seen before yes (laughs) you know just kind of repeated in slightly different phrases like you're like re-pulling an ai just hey say it again say it again yeah uh that is what you're gonna get here yeah Yeah. the 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 one thing that i took away is vince gilligan uh when he's talking about the house from peekaboo uh he refers to it as an awful crack type house
0: yeah those (laughs) that that's like a line from a way out Right. Uh, yeah, this is what you're like one of those crack type houses
1: <laughs> well um, you, you, you can tell that he's about to say crack house but he stops himself thinking
0: hey is that a bad thing to yeah say? we shouldn't say that
1: yeah. yeah so he says crack type house that's very fun
0: yeah. yeah the uh good for him mm-hmm. the um th- it's not like this this whole dvd special feature is free of problematic content uh <laughs> you know in its entirety um yeah. i would say the deleted scenes are also pretty rough yeah. uh in this um i i would love to eliminate extended scenes from uh from the parlance of deleted scenes yeah um, those need you know, to just,
1: be different things
0: yeah. yeah like or or even just i don't know like a lot of times the difference is the scene takes place in a room and it's whether they show somebody walking into the room mm-hmm. hey don't you know, forget that walking kind of out of shit. the room or walking out of the room like a lot of hallways walk to completion yeah uh in deleted and extended scenes
1: yeah I, I knew we were in for a rough time when the first episode was the, the the deleted scene was Hank slowly loading his pistol
0: yeah yeah and it's like I understand why they shot it and I understand why they cut it mm-hmm. you know um yeah. yeah uh rough stuff the yeah. uh so yeah let's uh let's talk about the ones that are at least a little bit add- additive
1: right yeah uh so in peekaboo that's the episode where Walt goes back to school goes back mm-hmm. and uh, uh teaches again there's a scene where when he first walks in his class applauds him
0: for a long time
1: and he just yeah. it starts out fine but then slowly he just is in more and more agony you Murr. can see on his face Murr.
0: yeah, yeah. one of one of the worst people at like just basic social niceties <laughs> <laughs> like can't, can't even manage a oh, thanks yeah yeah, you yeah. Know? Right, let's get back uh, to work
1: you know let's get to work no
0: uh, in the episode, Better Call Saul, we finally get an explanation for the exact legwork that Saul did to figure out who Walter White was right. uh, when Francesca uh, Francesca gives Saul a package, which is a yearbook that is mm-hmm. uh, from Walt's school. Yeah. Uh, it's unaddressed, uh, was... presumably from Mike, his PI. Yeah. He talks about his PI when he sees him in the school hmm
1: Yeah. And there's a little so, note that says as requested, right? Yeah. Uh something that is a little jarring. If you're if you watched Breaking Bad, then better call Saul then came back to Breaking Bad. Uh it's weird that early Saul here uh is
0: constantly sexually harassing Francesca. Yeah. Yeah he, uh, uh, he's not trying not a to factor. get
1: with her. Not a yeah. factor with Jimmy. <laughs>
0: Not, not a factor with Jimmy. There's a uh near the end, I think that there's when they show the uh current timeline stuff, mm-hmm. he's more flirty with her, but he's very canonically uh giving Nutrigain bars to prostitutes. Yes. Uh at that point too. But yeah, he's uh in in uh Breaking Bad, he hits on Francesca mm-hmm. uh quite a bit. Yeah. Um the one something that's very embarrassing uh is there's a deleted scene here in Over where uh called internal thoughts where walt starts seeing force ghost of his oncologist <laughs> um
1: they, he, uh, they, lit- they literally do him like like a mirror scare of yeah. the uh, of the oncologist <laughs> saying this is the best we news options. we could expect
0: yeah we have <laughs> what we have now is options
1: <laughs> ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, it, and it's it's literally just the oncologist you know not there and then in the room saying one of those things is the yes. least subtle way it is the least subtle way to follow up you know while punching that uh that paper towel dispenser uh, right
0: kill the kill the magical realism inside you <laughs> I, I, I i mean i know that's not exactly what this is but yeah. this kind of shit sucks uh, yeah i'm they it's it's good they cut it i'm also disappointed they wrote it yeah um oh uh, the grossest deleted scene. Uh, that doesn't. It, it's and it has nothing to do with like the inside of Chuko's head or anything. You know, or, or him getting shot or wounded. Uh, it takes place in Mandala, uh Here, yeah. yeah, I don't know what they're trying to do. It, well, it's a it's another heavy handed mem- uh, chemistry. But metaphor.
1: what do they? But, but what do they say? So Walt is so demonstrating the, the vine- emul- emulsification. Is yeah.
0: yeah, Jesse is the the oil, and they ordinarily would never mix. But if you had an emulsifier. Which is <laughs> <crime>. they will <laughs> yes make. yeah you know it's it's just uh it's i god i i, I people are probably sick of me saying this i just got to get out on the record another uh-huh. fucking example of a class being taught with a really heavy-handed metaphor yeah in fiction yeah um
1: and anybody who knows anything about chemistry knows exactly what he's doing. He says, oh, it's acetic acid and, you know, triglyceride or whatever.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, and he, he just he puts an immersion blender in it and makes
0: mayonnaise. We has to and add an the, egg. He has to add the, the well, mouth. Well, well, of course. Uh, yes. And the, he's, he does it like a real stunt. Like, I have a powerful emulsifier. Everyone put on your goggles. And he pulls out an egg and everyone's like, oh.
1: <laughs> that's that's and cute. He, and it's a good performance on Cranston's part to do he, that. He's a good
0: teacher. Uh-huh. Uh I I love Walt being a good teacher. Yeah. Uh so he emulsifies it and he makes mayo and the kids are all scared and then he eats it. He takes a really heaping fingerful. Uh-huh. Of mayo like the inside of like a whipped cream or like a cake batter. Yeah. You know? Uh when when Homer eats the waffle butter rat waffle runoff <laughs> you know it's exactly yeah. that like just a really f- huge fucking dollop
1: yeah he gets a finger dollop and uh yeah. pops it into his mouth and everybody recoils thinking yes. that it's something incredibly dangerous it's or whatever chemical. before he says yeah. it's mayo yeah and then they're um, like oh ha, ha,
0: ha. like they all have a big laugh about their and their still, chemistry teacher just fucking straight eating mayo in front of them
1: i mean it's still inappropriate for him to like eat that dollop what you got to do is dip your whole hand in there we call that the sinner's mitt. Yeah. And then you just lick it off.
0: <laughs> yeah. Or, or pass your, your hand around to the class. Yeah. Like there, there's br- really no reason not to share this man. He's a goodness with the entire JP <laughs> Win. <Wynn. you>, did, <laughs> did,
1: did you bring somebody. enough na- bring enough nays for everyone, White? <laughs> <laughs> the
0: uh it's it's like Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, but I, it, it's, uh, I knew when I was watching this, I was thinking about you because uh you famously uh don't like cream-based sauces.
1: Right, right. Which
0: to to me, it would make your life a living hell. But I, I understand like different strokes, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, everybody has different different food things. Um, I I like a cream baked sauce. I like mayonnaise. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's not a not a fucking universe in which I'm straight eating mayonnaise.
1: No, like no. not
0: even in small amounts. If he had just like taken a cocaine nail, you know, and done a bump <laughs> of mayonnaise, I still would have not like. It's still too much straight mayonnaise. Like yeah, dip a dip a fucking chicken strip in that or something. Yeah. And he makes so much. It, it's like his gallon of mayonnaise, he now has to, like, do what with? Like, put in the faculty <laughs> fridge and just put a post-it note that's like, take all you like, but please eat all you take. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, leave a naze, God. take a naze.
1: Can, can, can I give you a naze nightmare?
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I worked... Another one worked of our it, segments, naze nightmares.
1: Yeah. When I worked uh, an office job... Uh, one of, one of my neighbors for a while, uh, every afternoon, you know, for like a post lunch snack kind of thing, you know, three o'clock mm-hmm. or whatever, uh, he would go and he would get a, um, <laughs> he would get a hard boiled egg and then a little, uh, like a, uh, like a, like a, little Jif cup, you know, like those okay. individual, like a uh, peanut butter uh, cup, like not a, yeah you know not not reese's They're or shallow, whatever yeah, I know,
0: I know yeah. What like the little shallow dish of shelf stable peanut butter
1: yeah uh, and then he would and then he would get a little packet of mayo and he would sit at the Uh-oh. desk right next to me and he would mix the mayo into the peanut butter and swirl it together and then dip the egg in it to eat the to eat the combination it was the most upsetting thing
0: that that is super upsetting the idea of that being like a, almost like a thai egg salad like there's uh-huh. something, you know, peanut butter is not just for sweets. Like you can use peanut butter and savory food. Right, right. It's fine. It's it's real. Uh that is really fucking gross. Uh, what yeah. is the there's a TV show where somebody makes egg salad in their mouth by putting out a hard-boiled egg in there. it might be in it's always sunny. They put a hard-boiled egg in their mouth and then a smooth no, mayonnaise.
1: You're you're thinking you're thinking of Arrested Development where Anne makes a mayonnaise egg.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm exactly of the mayonna egg. Uh yeah. Fucking horrible. You don't get to make egg salad in your mouth. You shouldn't be making food in your mouth. It it's the I don't know. This is uh it's it's a very heavy handed metaphor and it's a very frustrating scene. It's real gross. <laughs> All the students really overact with how impressed they are by mayonnaise as well.
1: Right, right. Like what <laughs>
0: oh this is dog being shown a magic trick
1: clapping their hands like it's the 186068 yeah. World's <laughs> Fair <laughs> now oh, oh, laptop oh. has come to town
0: and he's got inventions <laughs> to show you <laughs> 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 uh, there's another scene in this that is real pointless uh it's Walt uh, getting a jump on baby proofing you know and skylar's like oh the baby you know the baby's not coming for a while aren't you and he's like no time for the present and that's mm-hmm. it. It's just another scene of Skylar being a little cranky and, with Walt.
1: And, yeah, and him trying to uh being
0: oblivious and trying dead. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Performatively. That's you know, d- 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 right. We got rot kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's very, yeah. it's very similar to We Got Rot. Um, yeah.
1: the scene from ABQ is mm-hmm. I understand why they cut it, but also would have given us a little bit more Mike. It's just yeah. it's an extended version of Walt rescuing Jesse. Like he takes um uh takes Jesse out to Mike's car. And you're waiting outside, and gives him the instructions. You know, take him to this rehab. You know, here's, you know, here's the money. Blah blah blah. Um,
0: uh, I love I, that Mike and, and and Mike and Jesse leave, and Walt's just standing there. Isn't uh-huh. That fucking incredible because he Walt drove up with Mike. We saw that. Mm-hmm. I heard, how's how's Walt getting home <laughs> <laughs> uh, from 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 the shooting gallery from like the crap crack type house? Yes, that he's at. It's very funny. I don't know why he didn't get dropped off.
1: Mm-hmm. Same. Uh, it's like, yeah. hey
0: guys, wait! No, come back. Um, uh,
1: yeah. uh, and also, uh, he Mike does have his usual car uh, in this. Mm-hmm. He had, it is the uh, black 1988 Chrysler Fifth Avenue.
0: Yeah. yeah, uh, not not a whole lot to those. Right. Um, we get the full music video for the uh, Negro y Azul uh, music video. That was the uh, the cold open about the um, you know the cartel song about how yeah. Walter White's a dead man. He doesn't know it.
1: Yeah, yeah. The, and, and the narco corrido. Yeah. Yeah. Uh um, yeah,
0: it's good. Like that's a I like that song. It's a good song.
1: Yeah. Uh we, we do also get like the making of, which is the consulting producer John Shebon, uh just mm-hmm. gushing about how cool it was to like learn about this kind of music and then arrange for the band to come and do the shoot.
0: I, I get that. I I, I I liked him dorking out about that. I thought it was I sweet. did like
1: him dorking out about it. I yeah. would also like to hear what the narco corrido scene thinks of this show
0: oh totally yeah absolutely (laughs) that's the information i want yeah yeah. i mean that is a reason why metastasis exists Mm -hmm. is because of that you know it becoming a teleplay in columbia is because of in part because of that that kind of profile yeah yeah the profile like um yeah and then john shebin is also the guy who directed all of our comedy webisodes we're going to get to yes yeah
1: yeah um Uh. Yeah. There's also details about the tortoise scene, you know, with mm-hmm. uh, Tortuga's head and the bomb or whatever. There's a lot of, like, practical effects stuff about, like, how they did the explosion or stuff. I was charmed to know the name of the tortoise. His name was Otto. He was 70 pounds yeah. and 14 years old. Absolutely still alive. Probably. Oh, yeah. you know, Living the cushy life of a, of a Hollywood tortoise.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Living the dream. I, uh, yeah, I just like, I just like animals. This, to me, you know, I'm always nice to see a turtle. You know, mm-hmm. the, the, uh, the Paul of Tompkins thing, mm-hmm. uh, ant, ants hat, but the, uh, I, I would just prefer to watch like a video on YouTube about a turtle yeah, going yeah. on adventures and stuff. Like, I'm glad he's a Hollywood turtle, you know? <laughs> but I, I just, yeah. uh, th- this, this was not high quality turtle content to me. No. Um, I thought it was interesting. So Vince talks about, how he had, uh, Danny Trejo's head, the prop from it for my cooler. I always hope that the actors got to keep their prop heads Same. in TV and movies because i
1: would like it it's your that's your likeness come on
0: yeah like i have the rights to it and like it's just a perfect prank for the rest of your life mm-hmm. like if you want to be i mean it's a mean prank but it's very effective it's like a you know hollywood class prank
1: no yeah. i mean it should it should be at least at least like a right of first refusal thing i could also understand why somebody wouldn't want their own severed severed head just kind of hanging around oh sure
0: yeah, yeah. And maybe yeah, maybe Danny Trejo didn't want it. And or maybe he just has a collection, like the kind of movies Danny Trejo does. Oh yeah. Maybe yeah. he's just lousy with seven heads. <laughs> yeah, I,
1: I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just full up on parts, boys. Yeah, he's just got a
0: he's got a, a garage he rents that's just full of machete heads. Uh, yeah. Uh something that I think that um I would have liked more if we hadn't done this uh podcast. Mm-hmm. uh here like this has good stuff in it for sure but because we had done some of this research uh there's a section called the writer's lab and this would have a appra- like i would have spent an afternoon on this as a kid mm-hmm. or no, as a kid when I first saw the show <laughs> I, would have, I would have been deeper as on a, it yeah in the future as a
1: 30 year old yeah
0: yes yeah, so as a 30 year old kid i would have really really this was still really neat though mm-hmm. uh, i like the writer's lab yeah here. it's a little game kind of yeah um, It's like an
1: interactive thing. So the opening is narrated by Vince Gilligan, and it is showing you the board from the writer's room. So everybody gets together and Vince writes down the beats for the story and they arrange them into acts up on the board. Right. Yes. And you can see that board and you can see kind of recreations of those cards kind of walking through specifically the, uh, the plot points of ABQ right and some of them are highlightable and you can uh, kind of go in and look at uh like little written synopses not just of like what happens in that scene and you can see the script you know uh and that's mm-hmm. usually pretty interesting to see uh you know I, I always love reading the stage directions on those like and comparing it with what the director took and how to yeah, interpret I lo-
0: that i love scripts yes. and yeah. I know what the actors took as well like there'll be things that are you know actor choices and they interpret them in different ways the yeah. script
1: yeah. but i also love these little synopses that give us some insight into why they made decisions that they made like and this is what i want from the from the commentary me,
0: me too this is what i also want from the podcast this is what yeah. i want from back matter in general yeah you know uh yeah Yeah. Um, So
1: like I didn't put it together, but like Donald and Walt being opposites, you know, in in a lot of ways, but also just in terms of like taking responsibility and guilt and then shirking it, you know, mm -hmm. just uh, in in those ways, you know, just Donald just being completely unable to get out, uh, you know, to not hold himself responsible. Whereas Walt does everything he can to 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 wiggle out from it. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it that that stuff is super neat. Um, the biggest thing that stopped me from like I I would have enjoyed this more. I wanted a different form factor. Yeah. Um, it's real weird that when we had this period of DVDs, we were really into like playing glacially. Sl- it was like playing glacially slow CDI games. Mm-hmm. You know, basically or like Phillips games. Like it it was uh the load times and just the DVD. Like playing this with my PS5 controller, yeah. navigating a, a a DVD menu is really awkward. Yes, I really wanted a website version of this, mm-hmm. um, pretty badly.
1: Yeah, yeah. No. Um, um, but um, yeah, super cool. in in content, it's cool. But getting to that content is not necessarily the best. Uh, the best thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, the this is where they reveal the end of the the season is an homage to the end of Godfather Two. Yeah. Uh yeah they they had the plan they were going to put the plane crash earlier in the episode. And yeah. it's like now nah, that yeah that's not it. Yeah, it
1: that's needs to that. end with Walt by the pool, you know, having lost everything that he claims yeah. to have uh, you know, wanted to uh uh keep around. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I missed a thing. Ms. culpa like I uh there's a lot of special features and they're spread out over all the discs. Um, it's so I really just,
1: annoying I just, yeah
0: yeah i just missed one of the the things here so tell me book report for me the behind the scenes section which is different than inside breaking bad yeah this is behind the scenes they're running out of synopses for these
1: <laughs> the uh the, the the behind the scenes section is like specifically about the departments um that uh that do like literally the behind the scenes stuff so mm-hmm. like we get to see the special effects guy and his trailer like walking mm. us through and showing all this stuff uh, that's there. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> that is not as fascinating as like the prop master trailer that we get, you mm-hmm. um, know? But uh, it's, you know, still like him talking about uh, the, you know, the special effects guy showing us like the actuators and like the detonators and things. And just like, yeah, no, just when you know, like what actually, what actually qualifies as like a special effect and falls into his like wheelhouse, the prop mm-hmm. guy is great. Uh, because he's just got a huge RV full of a ton of cool shit uh, and yeah. talking about stuff like, oh, yeah, we used actual castor beans, uh, but those are incredibly toxic. Uh, and, you know, you like just you you can't use pinto beans because you can kind of see that. But as we are processing them, we had to like paint some pinto beans. Uh, he showed us like the rubber, uh, the rubber bottles and the rubber sledgehammers from peekaboo you know talking about the process of making the fake heroin out of gelatin and showed us the gigantic so you know the close-up shot um when jane is injecting uh jesse she pulls out the blood and we see the blood like mix in with the fluid before she injects that Mm -hmm. is a close-up on just like a comically large syringe (laughs) like
0: a big cartoon yeah (laughs) like like the, the bumblebee guy yeah. yeah the one that the nurse is gonna get him <laughs> yeah
1: think, yeah you know just yeah. because you wouldn't see you wouldn't see the mixing happen uh in in, in that yeah. way with a regular size syringe right yeah
0: yeah prop masters that's such a cool job i, and oh, I have I, no I idea so what the much. path to that is I, it's 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 like spread, what do you do to become a prop master
1: prop master and foley guy i think would be the most yeah. fun jobs in the entire
0: world foley, foley rooms are so fucking cool i love uh, it that is that's such a cool job
1: yeah um yeah yeah it's anything with actual objects for fuck's sake please uh the set the set the set designers were pretty pretentious about their stuff you know Mm -hmm. um uh, but uh they did break down some of the key sets of the season uh kind of showing like oh yeah like all this stuff in Saul's offices you know styrofoam right like it's it's supposed to look fake it's supposed to look tacky right Mm -hmm. uh kind of talking about putting together what they call the ramshackle houses you know things like the shooting gallery things like the peekaboo house right yeah, uh, the one I would recommend you going back and looking in it's on disc three of of this mm-hmm. is Aaron Paul showing off the RV set. So mm. uh, what they have is like this fake RV uh, that recreates the inside of that uh, not way That's the plane uh, the, that bounder. Um, but all of the walls are uh, tear away so they can set up mm-hmm. the uh, the shots that they need. And it's him just like showing off <laughs> the ways that it comes apart and like pointing out things around it. And it's really fun because it's Aaron Paul doing it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And also nice. you get to, you get to have him uh, just do a little rant about driving the RV and how much he fucking hates doing it.
0: Yeah. It fun, you know. A fun thing that pops up in the uh, podcast as well. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, the rest of the things as we're going through, these are all, uh, winners to me generally, mm-hmm. uh, with some of the asterisks, uh, I love that they let Dean Norris do cop talk with Dean Norris. <laughs> it's such a passion project. And I, yeah, I, I know that's a silly thing to apply to these, but he's being such a love, like he's being a shitty misogynist during a lot of this yes. and being really a uh, pro cop and, and ignorant about how bad cops are in a way that was only possible when the show came out. Mm-hmm. You know, this would be different today. Yes. But he also gets to go, cop talk with Dean Norris real cops. Like he does this little voice Uh, and he's having such a fucking good time. And he's such a goober. Uh Uh-huh. Like this is pure sex gifts. Uh, Like this is the Dean Norris that leaves sex gifts gifts up. Yeah. I, I kind of love this like <laughs> I don't know I was I was immensely charmed by cop talk with Dean Norris I,
1: I uh, was I was really concerned because that first episode doesn't really have like the first the, the first episode really leans into this this is um this is real you know Mm -hmm. to a degree because it's just like interviews or whatever and it's dean norris asking somebody who you know looks like a cop you know has uh, the the cop physiognomy right yeah yeah uh you know like is there really such a thing as excessive force you know yeah, that's an
0: awful (laughs) thing like horrible and all the cops are like no
1: you know, no, like and excessive then, force what's that and so yeah, i was like are these actual cops like one of them says like you know, he has like oh you ever let a pretty lady you know uh, uh off of a speeding ticket uh you know just because she was pretty and one of them said oh something more has got to be involved or whatever yeah, i was like, like holy shit is this yes but then you see the others and then this is this is skits this is skits yeah
0: it, it's uh <laughs> it's it's really amazing skits it's it's really uh caveman you know, stupid, stupid caveman humor, yeah. but it goes long enough to get weird enough. Uh-huh. You know, so like obviously there's excessive force. Uh, my favorite thing is the stakeout episode uh-huh. where uh, <laughs> he has to piss. And, like, the guys are just like, you just go to the bathroom. He's like, no, nah, man, we're on a stakeout. And the implication is he's just, like, pissing and he fills two whole bottles uh-huh. of, of just, like, gnarly fucking-looking urine. Yeah, it's like, what do you, e- what do you eat? Drinking, yeah. <laughs> like, and then uh, the guys, when they, uh, at some point, one of the cops is on a health kick. So they're, they're talking about don- donuts. And then uh, they, uh, they come in and one cop is drink- eating yogurt because uh-huh. that's healthy and the other cops are like mm, donuts donuts and it has this like improvised feel and where at one point they just literally start acting like apes uh-huh. for a long time
1: and and they it, do they, they do a cutaway to the parking lot where they're doing like a 2000 like the intro to 2001 yes. thing and at one point hank draws his gun <laughs> on the yogurt
0: yes it, <laughs> it's i this is a really regressive humor thing yes in the ways it's intending to be funny uh, you know, but there there is some It's actually pretty funny. I think. Yeah. There's, uh, it, yeah. It it does um, it
1: does get very bizarre in a way that it's hard to tell if they intended it to to do. That. Yes. Uh, yeah.
0: I was expecting cop talk with Dean Norris just from the menu thing, not to be weird skits uh, I, about you know Catskills comedian humor <laughs> for cops yeah. from 1972. I was expecting it to be Dean Norris talking to cops researching his role yeah traitor
1: i I thought it was going to be him like going around like the albuquerque police force and talking to folks and doing like outreach from the show right yeah
0: yeah instead it's this whole thing about him pissing between two dudes in the back seat of a really Uh crowded back seat of Uh a car for a stakeout uh and just it's really weird yeah it's it's a it's a weird 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 dvd special feature just it,
1: him uh, pissing off the lady cop and the chick cops episodes <laughs> until it just she just puts him in cuffs. At him the in gu- end. Yeah, just like yeah, yeah. ah, like yeah,
0: it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I like Dean Norris a lot and and I like mm-hmm. Hank Schrader. They're goober. They're horrible sexist goobers, but they're just. Mm-hmm. It's very hard for me not to like them.
1: Yeah, but like a lot of this has the appeal of the uh, oh gosh the, the the whole episode of uh yes. that ten stories you know yes. yeah the song yeah, about yeah.
0: snacks yeah. yeah yeah just yeah just guys being dudes. Yeah. Uh, bullshit uh here uh for some reason all the gag reels on breaking bad dvds are shot basically as music videos <laughs> uh, <laughs> i don't know why uh but the, the gag reel is fun i love gag reels i, mm-hmm. I think gag reels are funny yeah. um it's uh but these are really edited to be a music video as opposed to just watching people break yeah because uh, watching people break is one of the funniest things you can, that can oh it's happen. the best yeah yeah
1: especially when it's brian yeah. cranston and uh, aaron paul yeah, uh, just not being funny. able to keep their faces straight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh
0: um, incredibly funny people. Yeah. Uh
1: I I love Sky Skylar in the bathroom groping herself with Tuco's dead <laughs> His, dummy arm.
0: Yeah, yep. <laughs>
1: it's like, oh, Tuco.
0: Uh, it, it's very funny. Uh I, I really like uh this has the famous thing where they went to the party, dresses each other. Uh-huh. Uh there, which is very funny. That was very charming that they did that in the first place. Mm-hmm. Uh I like the uh, the scene of you handle it, but Brian Cranston has a penis squirt gun. Yeah, like from a bachelor uh, party. <laughs> yeah, and then just starts squirting Jesse like you handle it, Jesse. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, it's real good. Yeah. Um, re- uh, real quick, as like I don't uh, have you been watching or keeping up with the new season of It's Always Sunny? No, no.
1: I usually um, wait for the whole season to be out.
0: Nothing wrong with that. It's yeah. it's not a good season. Uh, yeah. I don't think like it's it's one of their worst so far but it does have a couple you know good episodes it's impossible for them not to be good mm-hmm. uh, at least sometimes one of the weird episodes so that Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul were guesting on it oh. uh this season that was a, the big news thing they're on an episode playing themselves and that episode if you like those characters and you like breaking bad mm-hmm. it's pretty funny if you don't it's absolutely like Liv hasn't watched the show and it is you know this is too dark for her, too bleak for her mm-hmm. uh so she was just absolutely bewildered by the oh. episode. but you should you should give it a watch it's pretty mm. funny if you know and like these guys gotcha uh you know in in celebrities making fun of themselves yeah uh, mode okay
1: yeah, yeah. no I'll, I'll i'll check it out
0: yeah it reminded me of of some of the stuff hmm. to it nice. uh I had heard, so then there's Walt's warning. They talk about the the making of Waltz warning. Walt's warning was a uh, a website that no longer exists. Um, that it was kind of like a game. Uh, yeah. I saw this. The YouTube algorithm served me a little like the Lost Breaking Bad game, and I was like, "What the fuck?" What? And clicked on it. It was just this, but this weird way that you could kind of like viral prank your friends uh, <sighs> about it.
1: How, how uh, did that work? Like how would it be a prank?
0: You would uh you would submit one of your friends' names to it. Okay. And uh and then Walt would give them a warning. You know, he'd give you Walt's warning, mm-hmm. uh, and then he would hold up a piece of paper that had their friend's name on it. They burned
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Um,
0: and and kind of threaten them. Um you can watch, there's a YouTube. If you search Walt's warning on YouTube, you can find. Uh, what this looked like because this is mm-hmm. you know lost media yeah uh yeah. here. Um it was just like this weird little uh they keep keep calling it a viral story uh as if that's a thing. You know, <laughs> like its own thing. <laughs> like
1: that's a something a marketer came up with. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And they only use that term. It's mm-hmm. it's very funny. Yeah. But uh and, well you know uh Brian Cranston's back I sent this to hundreds of my friends. They all thought it was great. Um you know <laughs> but it, it was just this little personalized breaking bad like e-card basically
1: right okay yeah i uh it this looked just powerful just embarrassing to me <laughs> yeah. it was Walt in the you know brian cranston as walt in the rv talking straight down the barrel of the camera in a way that made that made what i saw of it look exactly like a sega cd um it, it, fmd
0: it's a lot like a sewer shark the idea yeah. is you'd be like you'd get an email It'd be from Walter White you'd mm-hmm. open it up and it'd be this video that was like your you know your friend told me to you know you've been getting into trouble and you need to stay out of my territory mm. or you know we'll take you out and it would semi randomize uh, okay. like the threats he would make okay. so it was a little bit different each time uh um, that's yeah. that's cute it's cute it's not uh it's interesting it's not cool no. uh you know it's just it's the kind of thing this was when this is the first season, I think, that anyone cop to Walter White as, like, a Scarface aspirational figure, mm, yeah, you know, yeah. where you might want to do this kind of thing. And right. with the benefit of time, we now understand Walt's, like, we've evolved a little bit. There's still people mm-hmm. wearing Heisenberg shirts and shit, yeah, but we, yeah. we've evolved a little bit. Right.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Uh, let's talk about these webisodes.
0: Yeah. Like, surprising uh, highlight of the the DVD. Uh-huh. Um I don't, I don't hate any of these. I think these are all pretty fun Mm -hmm. um, here. Uh, These are, these are little tiny comedy beats that are probably non canonical. (laughs)
1: It's, it's Matt Smith's corner.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, he's, he's, uh, so we, we, we out with the break in, uh, Walt wearing a ski mask joined by badger yes Uh, who walks up uh he was recommend in the story of this he was recommended jesse because he's adequate at lock picking he's like no you know i'm like a jedi uh at it for when he was in jail yeah for three weeks
1: he was in jail for three weeks on a uh on a scared straight thing
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) and also
1: and also my 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 cellmate had a uh had his own lockpick so i didn't bring him
0: (laughs) yeah who he kept (laughs) kept up his ass uh the uh you know it's just it's for Matt Jones to improvise,
1: yes, basically I said Matt Smith. Sorry, I said Matt yeah. Smith. Sorry, uh, ba- okay. ba- Badger Matt Jones.
0: Generic uh, last name mix yeah. up. Yeah, uh, the reason Walt's doing this is he's breaking into one of his neighbors' house, who bought a canister vacuum cleaner from a yard sale that he had vacuumed up forty two thousand dollars into. <laughs> like, uh, and she won't sell it back to him, so they have to break in.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it it is it is Badger, you know, just kind of improvising like, oh, you know, here's what we're going to do. This does go on just a little long, but it's yes. worth it for um, Badger pointing to the pool and saying there's all kind of pool shit back there. You know, you could make something up and like, you know, chlorinator.
0: Like, yeah. Like chlorine. Chloroform. <laughs> yeah. I love you. I lo- yeah, I, did, I like Walter White. You know, in season five, Walter White would have killed Badger for this. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I like this uh, this version of him that just put up with it you know badger didn't bring lock picks because he always used the ones from his cellmate we kept in his ass and he asked mm-hmm. Walt if he has any in his ass <laughs> uh, uh and then they find a key under the doormat yes uh there it does go on a little bit long but it's cute
1: yeah uh my my favorite of these is good cop bad cop
0: this is <laughs> this is, this is, is very really funny, funny. <laughs>
1: yeah it's Hank and Marie making a sex tape. Uh, and they're trying to, to trying to bring a little bit of uh, variety into their love making. So they're doing some role-playing. Uh yep. he's he's the perp and she's the cop. Uh and yep. I love the detail of the purple cloth over the lampshade.
0: Yep, yep, yep. Uh, <laughs> and she's uh, you know, just doing, you know, good work, dirty talk. Like this, yes. this shit takes, you know, it's it's hard to get used to this kind of stuff. Like if you uh doing this stuff with a straight face is good. Yes, uh, but the the joke of this is that Hank gets keeps getting caught up on the realism of it, so so he's like, you know, he's, he's like, "Aren't you going to read me my rights?" And she goes, "You have no rights." And he goes, well, do, 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 "You know, I I do actually. Like, you should read my Miranda rights. Just just say it.
1: Just uh, say the just say the uh you Does know, anything you yeah. say it will be hold yeah, held against you? Yeah, blah,
0: blah. it won't work for him unless it's uh, you know.
1: <laughs> and then she uh, she calls him a scowl. Uh, mm-hmm. which is like a Barney Miller ass term, like, like an outdated term for, uh, you know, perp. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, and it takes him out of the scene. Like, what what is this? 1995. Come
0: on. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, so he, he basically spoils it, yeah. you know, uh, at this point he's like, Hey, hey you know, like, she's like, fuck damn it, Hank. Like, you know, yeah. uh, and he starts suggesting other things they can do like, ah, no. you know, the, this police stuff isn't working. Cause it's not accurate. What well, if we switch to like a C CIA terrorist kind of scene? uh here and he says he does the delightful portmanteau of abu (laughs) grabby yeah yeah
1: no Uh, marie's not into it she calls it no no abu grabby hands is what she calls that
0: Yeah, Uh, yeah that made me laugh even though uh, you know that's obviously referencing a very dark thing
1: yes uh, yeah, also, um, all, also dark, uh yes, Marie, you know, the reason she doesn't want to do this, is the waterboarding, that's fun for you, but it's not fun for me. Uh yeah. absolutely implying that <laughs> Hank isn't <into> a water sports.
0: <laughs> like well, waterboarding sports, which is entirely different. Waterboarding <laughs> somewhere with urine. I guess we did see that other special special feature that showed he can bring it <laughs> in the piss department. So maybe he can waterboard. With
1: urine. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just saying the implication is there. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: it's uh, you know. Uh and then she walks out and I'm leaving him him handcuffed. Yeah. You know, uh nice day on Valentine's Day, this turned out to be. Yeah. Uh and and him calling out at her. Uh very cute little window into a yeah. relationship.
1: It's just it like this is giving Marie something very fun to do. <laughs> like yes. she she is very charming and funny in this scene.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh wedding day, I wish I could see this when it came out. Like this this has uh it's not exactly transphobic. It's like it's oh, leaning you got into a pretty a to a pretty yes, bad trope. Yeah. Yes, a gay panicky trope and a uh you know men disguising themselves as women to suck your dick. Yeah, they're trying uh, to trick oh, you
1: kind of thing. Yeah. yeah.
0: Which is all awful. Like I'm not going to bat for any of that. No. Like there are parts of this that are kind of funny in a comic construction mm-hmm. way, uh but that does kind of ruin it for me.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, exactly. It casts a, casts a bit of a pall over this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. like the, 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 thing that like lifts, lifts this to me is, uh, Walt putting it together and, yes. you know, doing the best that he can to, I don't know, just spare, spare Hank's ego and, you know, in the construction yeah. of the bit, right? Like, yeah, you know, this, this, I, this, this, this isn't the issue right now. We just need to get you married kind of deal.
0: Yeah. It, it's some goofy gag shit. So like, yes. this is. Uh, Hank getting cold feet on the day. He's going to marry Murray. He's dressed up in this silly, uh, <laughs> Texan oil baron. Uh, he's, outfit. He's
1: literally dressed like the, 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 the Texas oil guy, uh, from, from, uh, the, from Simpsons. the Simpsons. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. It's great. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, Hank's like, I can't go through with it. I have a past sexually and I love you know, Walt's just like, Oh, well, you know, that's all water on the bridge. He goes in the last half hour. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, that, that's a good joke yep you know uh and all the euphemism stuff here is is pretty funny uh yeah. he was at a bar he made a mouth connection that's uh-huh. funny <laughs> you know and walt knows what he means uh here but i love this there's a little bit of micro characterization stuff here where yeah. hank assumes walt doesn't and has mm-hmm. to keep spelling it out you know because yeah. he thinks that walt is uh, a wad and yeah. could not understand this
1: yeah so oh, mouth love this is bj and the bear minus the bear is that you know? gene uh which yeah. is that which is literally it's not from this but that same joke is where the band minus the bear got their name
0: oh oh so, great yeah the, yeah that's a, that's now yeah, there we are yeah um yeah uh and then walt says you broke bad one night who doesn't yeah like, wink at the audience you know obnoxious yeah. but then the the big punchline of this and the part that's that's gross is that it turns out this is like a drag bar yeah Uh, uh, she was
1: she was gorgeous you know she she was she was singing torch songs you know in this bar full of guys and she chose me right yeah you know and walt asks what's the you know (laughs) earlier
0: he said it was the ivory something and then later walt's like what was it over here and she goes oh no it's the ivory swallow uh you know great euphemism Mm -hmm. for for swallowing cum that's just great uh her name was joan and then uh he's taking her he's like hey what was her last name uh and hank goes crawford he goes, oh, like the movie star. That's a coincidence, yeah. you know. They never have Walt be like, but Hank, you had mm-hmm. sex with a man. Boing. No, no, you know, yeah, but they it, don't. The implication, do that, but it's like, yeah, the implication the, is still there, and it feels a little grody.
1: Is that he would be up? Um, uh, yeah, that he would be upset. Like the the problem is that this is presented as like a shame or a taboo thing. Yeah, well, it's um, it's
0: weird because you 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 get to have a, you get, yeah, you
1: get to just yeah
0: yeah yeah you, you you can be the the problem is that it doesn't really happen. Yes. Like if the things happened as this is, you could be like, Oh, I had sex with somebody and I didn't, they weren't who I thought they were. Yes. That is, it's not like that's good. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's not like Hank should be like, hell yeah. You mm-hmm. know, blowjobs is blowjobs. Like that's weird. But at the same time, nobody's trying to trick you yeah. into sucking your dick. Like, yeah, this it's is this just, is li- and it's
1: literally a, uh, like just a, a made up scenario to make people panic about.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 So it, it ends up being a thing where as written, it's less problematic, but once you bring in any context,
1: yeah. It's yeah. just awful. And, you, know? you know? And also like tired is the is yes. the thing. Like there's the, it's it's a joke that is old as time. Oh, you know, kind of deal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: I, I it's yeah, it's it's ba- it's frustrating. Because yeah. there, there is some solid comic construction that happens in it mm-hmm. and some some solid comedy beats and character yeah. beats, but it is broken by tired cliches and yeah, it's uh, it's, bro- it's yeah. broken
1: by its foundation you know yep yeah yeah uh, uh now we're into the twat hammer zone
0: <laughs> yeah uh twat hammer uh we get badger filming it behind the music of twat hammer uh talking about them doing a music video jesse's not in the music video but it's supposed to be the making of the music video mm-hmm. um this is this them arguing yeah you know uh and improvising it Mm-hmm. uh you know uh jesse really aggrandizing himself but he uh this is before everything you know yeah, happened yeah. uh really aggrandizing himself yes. uh here despite the fact that he didn't actually wasn't in the band wasn't available <laughs> right. for that day
1: yeah it wasn't available for them for the music yeah. video sheet which is hilarious as a follow-up yes, on that it, it's
0: uh, it's very funny yeah
1: you know, but Jesse, like he's saying, like, oh, a lot of people say said, you know, I can't be a drummer and a lead singer at the same time. But there's a president, he says, instead of president, <laughs> oh, that guy God. from Genesis, the fat guy. And then Badger <laughs> says, Karen Carpenter.
0: <laughs> Just, that's that's such, a girl's so name.
1: That is such a good joke. <laughs> that's a really
0: good joke. Uh, <laughs> they uh, they're talking about how they're never going to get on VH1. And then they talk about VH1 showing Fiona Apple's cooter. Yeah. uh and then badger would be like, I, or bjork i don't know but it was historic that's uh-huh. very funny badger content but,
1: very much so because that was yeah. like a that was a thing like they showed a music video or like the beginning of like a one of those long yeah. form
0: music videos that had like a sex scene or something in it yeah yeah i remember seeing fiona apple like some side puss yeah at, yeah. at some point mm-hmm. on, on vhs vh1 I, was like, mm-hmm. I mean you know that's just it, it was historic yeah <laughs> uh then they show the actual music video which i think is one of the more well-observed uh-huh. bits of this like this is a thousand percent like this is my least favorite genre of music uh, yes which is hard rock you know modern hard rock modern like hard if, rock
1: if, if, but like with a uh, like just a little bit of like sing talk kind of thing going on a
0: little a little sing talk but even sing-talk, if this was rap just kind of
1: thing yeah.
0: yeah yeah even if this was just hard rock i don't if if it's past 1980, you shouldn't be making music like that. I feel like, okay. for for my opinion, you yeah. know, like if you're not Boston, don't do this. <laughs> um, the uh, but it's a really really well observed song. Mm-hmm. Like it sounds like something these people would write, and the music <sighs> video seems like a music video these people would make. Oh, it's, no budget. it
1: is it is all iMovie like this is edited yeah. with the same like craft and care. Uh, maybe maybe not the same craft, uh, but uh, it's very much in line with the um, uh, Better Call Saul um, uh, commercial.
0: Right? Exactly. You
1: yeah. know, where it's a very good style parody of like what would mean, you know, what some dipshits with a camcorder and iMovie would do.
0: What Like a lot of trick little shots that you can do, like jumping mm-hmm. uh, and then doing a little stop motion. Or scooting around the ground in in stop motion. Yeah. You know, things that are kind of impressive that you could just be like, this is going to look like the coolest thing in the world. I love that a lot of the band are looking wearing luchador masks because that's the kind of thing you come up with at the last minute. Uh Uh-huh. You know, to be like, oh, what if we were wearing this? You know, we'd something.
1: What if that's our thing?
0: Yeah. You know, like in these parts of the video, we had to have some kind of visual interest in the suburban Albuquerque Uh setting. Yeah, You know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I, th- some of the lyrics, though, like it does get a little bit into like we're making it like this is explicitly a song about the Breaking Bad universe. Yeah, like a whole like a whole verse about Wendy being the Yoko that is killing the band, you know?
0: Yeah, a l- yeah. little silly yeah. uh, here. It's also uh, this version of Fallacies. We'd heard, you know, the acoustic fallacies from Jesse, mm-hmm. which I really liked because it just sounded like the fallacies, The fa-, like it sounded yeah. more manic and, and atonal. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a lot this is melodic yeah uh, in a way that sounds more like a song but yes. sounds more professional i right. also don't like uh, in the beginning of this that it says that it's directed by jesse pinkman mm-hmm. when he was not there he was not there for the shoot come yeah, on he couldn't have directed it, he wasn't hope there somebody
1: hope somebody was fired for that blunder
0: yeah 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 two distinct noises <laughs> yeah
1: yeah uh, but, uh, you know, lots of, like, I love the overcrank stuff doing the screaming, mad George thing. Uh, and yes, then also
0: tons of that.
1: Yeah. Wow. And then, and then doing the subterranean homesick blues, the cue cards parody. it. That yeah. that's, that's good. Yeah. And then they, and then they fuck it up by zooming in on the pink teddy bear. Come on.
0: It's gotta be a little too reference-y, Yeah. you know, uh, here, but you know, fun, very, very well observed, yeah. uh, like the, the shithead crew of Jesse's friends is one of the most well-observed aspects yeah. of this whole show.
1: And also, they like the the, the Jesse stand in with oh, his, that's spiked, really good. His, his spiked blonde hair. <laughs> yeah,
0: so. they got a little, little stunt double in there is very funny. <laughs> uh, and I think it's the actual guy, Jesse's friend from high school. Is it? Uh, I think it's the actor. Yeah, we are go and do a, a comparison. Back. Yeah. It looks like him. Yeah. Uh, the final one here is called Marie's Confession. Uh, it's Marie doing a video diary that she has to do uh, mm-hmm. because of her court appointed therapist.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, and does a very Marie thing where she digresses instead of introspects. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. uh, and it's it's just a nice little character piece for Marie yeah. who didn't get tons to do this season. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um. Let's get to listener responses, or do we want mm-hmm. to? Uh, do we? I mean, do we want to do first and worse? I
0: mean, <laughs> oh yeah. Let me pull up an episode list. Uh, yeah. This is and, and kind of final thoughts and stuff. Uh, what we talked about this a lot during. Mm -hmm. the uh the season so i don't know that we need to um spend too much time on it but i was thinking about it today uh preparing for this and how this is the last episode before breaking bad becomes defined as what it really is which is a crime drama yes like this is the last season of breaking bad that is in any kind of identity crisis yeah. And I think part of the reason why the show is uh well thought of but also some of the reason why some people don't like it is mm-hmm. that after this it does become a page-turner thriller. You know, there's lots of character study extra stuff in there, mm-hmm. but it does become more of like I, they get better at it in a way that shaves off some weirdness. Yeah. You know, it uh it becomes more just like oh this is a great crime drama. Yes. Uh, this season, it's still a little bit out. It's still kind of finding its feet. We don't know exactly yeah, what it is. Messing
1: around is being like a dark comedy still. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Looking at the episodes, I don't know if I have first and worst. I, I'm looking through them, and it's it's like there's a couple you know place setting episodes I think are not my favorite thing in the world. Breakage,
1: negro, Azul, you know,
0: yeah, yeah, are just fine. Mm-hmm. You know, Negri Azul still has the tortoise scene true great like there's yeah. still there's really good stuff in these yeah so yeah it's hard know.
1: to yeah it's, it's hard to name a you know to name a worse and also like this is <laughs> this is such a weird season because it has that climax at the in the
0: first two episodes yes you know? it has the end of the season one Yes. here in season two with grilled
1: yeah so like it's hard to say like oh i love um phoenix because it is such a uh you know just man the stakes are so high you've got grilled
0: <laughs> yeah and, and gr- <laughs> grilled is excellent yeah, yeah. It, it's you know. a it's it's pretty hard to to put them together it's yeah i'd want to give a special dispensation uh your special bonus to better call soul producing yeah. the character who yes. is, you know, a consistent every single time he shows up is one of the best things mm-hmm.
1: and like also has its own. I mean, the, like the the ending of Better Call Saul is a very tense, but also incredibly funny. It's like, some, like one of the best mixes of that they have.
0: Yeah. You know, so, yeah,
1: with the yeah. Uh, the 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 keeper to get uh, Jimmy in and out in. Yes,
0: <laughs> that, that's very fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, that that is a, a hallmark of the Saul episode. So if I, if I had to give a best, I might give it to that just for the legacy. Yeah. stuff you know phoenix is a better episode no uh you know phoenix is great it's got the the water on mars mm-hmm. bit all this beautiful shit yeah um,
1: or uh, uh water on mars is uh oh yeah no that is Phoenix. yes sorry yeah i was about yeah. to con- correct you sorry for the uh the instinct there
0: yeah nice <laughs> like you know if you haven't beat the instinct to correct me instinctively out of yourself now i'm not <laughs> expecting it to happen
1: <laughs>
0: um, oh
1: no. gosh yeah uh, let's yeah. do responses. We've got a lot of them this time. Nice. Thank you, everybody, for writing in. Um, that also means that, uh, you know, for time purposes, uh, you know, this is already going to be a longer episode. Uh, did uh, leave some out and did do some editing on some of these. No hard feelings, please.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, it's, it's nothing personal. We just don't want this episode to be a million uh, hours long. Mm-hmm. Uh, i will get to started here. Uh, Luke asks, have you ever heard the term Breaking Bad used to describe a character or person's heel turn before the show Breaking Bad? I don't think I had. No, not Uh, at all. I I had not.
1: No. No. It's one of those things like, uh, you know, saying, oh, losing my religion is a Southern phrase for getting real
0: mad. Yes. I was was just about to make the the losing my religion comparison.
1: I just uh, just, don't slash can't believe it until I... I, don't know, I could do a Google Books search or whatever for it, but yeah. just, I uh, believe it I, just I, regionalisms. I not, yeah. You know? yeah. Um, uh, Eli writes, uh, Gary, did you know that Jonathan Banks, the actor who plays Mike was also in Joe Dante's 1984 horror comedy masterpiece gremlins. He's the cop, not the chief, but the other one, Mike
0: met gizmo,
1: lesbian <laughs> <laughs> legend <laughs> shit. <laughs> uh,
0: I didn't know that. I, I, uh, young Jonathan Banks uh, he's got a very unique look but I'm so mm-hmm. used to old grizzled mm-hmm. Jonathan Banks recognizing Jonathan Banks and things is tough yes. I just now started recognizing uh, Hector Salamanca and shit mm-hmm. uh, you know because he's been around forever and yeah Margolis yeah yeah um, yeah uh, that's cool mm-hmm. I'll keep that in mind next time I watch Gremlins yeah. Yeah. uh rob says you guys mentioned czech republic on a recent B uh, best quality vacuum episode i've been living in uh czech czechoslovakia for the last few years the place is notorious for horrible dubbing and translations on that note i thought you guys should know that breaking bad was translated as pernikovi tata which over here uh or avi tata which literally means gingerbread daddy. Gingerbread <laughs> is a slang term for crystal meth here. So it kind of makes sense, but I get a kick out of imagining check Redditor's posting. So when do you think Walt is finally gonna ginged dad? Uh, <laughs> or I'm doing a rewatch. IMO. Walt was always a gingerbread daddy. <laughs> uh, anyway, enjoy. Hope you get as much a kick out of this as I did. Uh, I like that a lot.
1: That is really good, He's
0: ginge dad. <laughs> When's he <laughs> the <Ginge> dad? <laughs> that's, that's very funny.
1: Uh oh, th- Thank you very much for sharing that. Can I, you imagine I, if
0: Breaking <laughs> Bad was called Meth Daddy in America? He, Holy he,
1: shit! <laughs> like, nominated Master. for twenty four <laughs> Emmys, <of> Meth <laughs> Daddy, <laughs> yeah, the, uh,
0: uh, Crystal Captain. Uh, <laughs>
1: I love it. Uh that's so. yeah, great. Uh Luke wow. says, watching season 2, the period in the middle might be the most the show ever felt like network television to me. Uh there's a status quo and lots of subplots which suggest they'll threaten the status quo but never quite do. skylar never finds out, Walt and Jesse never quite strike rich, nor does their operation ever erupt into full-on warfare. Uh, As the season ends, the baby is finally born, and we get closer to the season three and four golden age. Also, you asked for speculation about why Gus would give Walt such a ridiculous deadline. Uh, I think you answered your own question a little earlier in the same episode. Uh, Gus has his own sense of pride, and Walter was trying very hard to present himself as an equal. Gus made him jump through hoops just to prove that he really had all of the power. Excited to, to meet Mike and get into the goods.
0: Oh, I, I, I could see it, I suppose, being a test. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's a weird thing. Like I, uh, I almost feel like I could see that, but I could also see Gus being beyond that, too. Because yeah. he's so practical. You know, there was a, I, there was another
1: response that was a little long, but it went into like, oh, this was a test, like like literally just to make sure that Walt could deliver with, with the the precision that Gus requires. Mm. Like, okay, I'm going to make this demand. And it's like a boot camp thing. Like, you're never going to you know, run through tires right yeah. in actual battlefield, but like, we're going to make you run through these tires and not trip because I don't know, you're probably going to need to do some crazy shit, and we need to know. I need to know that you're going to do what I ask you to.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I get that as a, as a plausible explanation for it. It doesn't feel super Gus to me. And we see Gus, uh, especially more in Better Call Saul. And I don't blame the, the people writing in that explanation or the writers of the show for this, but even in, you know, especially in Better Call Saul, we see Gus for his recruitment Mm -hmm. process and how he does things like that. And it's not really that, that flavor, right? It's not like physical challenges. <laughs> uh, as much, um, you know. So I, 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 to to me, I'm so used to Gus being a mastermind that he would already know that shit. Yeah, yeah, you know, um, yeah. Uh, Andrew says. Season 2 has a lot of strong moments, but I think the show is still warming up before its high points of season 3 and 4, to me. It also contains what I think is the worst part of Breaking Bad by volume, which is the airplane stuff. The eventual reveal feels like it comes from the same impulse that ruined Game of Thrones, i.e., how can we set up a payoff that no one on the internet will ever guess? The emotional truth of it rings entirely hollow to me as well. It's more uh, than enough that Walt lets Jane die. He makes the choice knowing what the consequences will be. It's not Walt's fault that the plane crashes. It's Reagan's fault for destroying the air traffic controllers union so bad uh, that Jane's dad isn't allowed time off to grieve. For all we know, the next Hitler was on that plane. And it's good that Walt let Jane die, as long as we're taking this nonsense approach to moral burdens. (laughs) Uh, Good stuff otherwise. But if you thread a mystery throughout your whole season, the whole season will be at least a little tainted when that mystery is revealed to be nonsense. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I, I mean... Uh I will say that Jane's dad chose to come back before he was forced to.
1: Yes. So, yeah. he yeah. literally said after a certain point, time off doesn't help.
0: Yeah. He, he's he's asked why he didn't take more time off. But no. uh yeah, the the airplane is something that I came to peace with, but it took like fifteen years. It took census <laughs> yeah, years. You know, yeah. now I'm okay with it but yeah. it, it's you're not wrong it, it's not my favorite thing in the world i'm really glad they stopped doing that kind of stuff kill the magical realism inside you yeah uh,
1: it's uh, yeah. uh I, but uh, andrew does raise something good which is like i don't know the fact that it was a mystery that was set up for the whole season as a participatory thing in hindsight it is weird and also there is this kind of counterfactual which is what if that shit just came out of nowhere
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know i don't yeah it's weird it, it's a uh, because it, it's definitely they uh cheated a lot mm-hmm. you know putting the two body bags in the driveway yeah. and stuff like they were they were being tricksy and cute yeah you know uh i i they were mad with power because they got a second season <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: um Doug writes in the counterpoint to that uh, in favor of the plane stuff, saying, I always consider season two to be a thesis statement on Vince Gilligan's views on karma. He has said in interviews and on official podcasts that he generally believes that evil harms the victim and the perpetrator alike. I think the plane crash is sort of emblematic of Walt's hubris in that regard. Walt arrogantly believes that he has things under control, that his intelligence will allow him to contain the fallout of his actions and thereby minimize harm, especially to the people he cares about most. The plane crash is a massive chaos theory sledgehammer to that narcissistic view. There is a direct causal link between Walt making evil choices uh, that leads to Jane's death, her father's grief-stricken distraction, and the mid-air collision that he causes. That the causal link is unforeseeable to Walt is not the point. He fails to recognize his own inability to contain the ripple effects of his actions. Uh, This same blindness will ultimately lead uh, lead to uh, untold harm, especially to Hank. Anyway, just thought I'd give a little love to the plane crash since I think it's thematically resonant, even if a little over the top.
0: Yeah, I mean, to, to me, like that makes sense, but it's a hat on a hat. We, we get a lot of the effects of Walt's evil mm-hmm. on people that are not him. Um, like, for example, like I think like peekaboo is a better yes. expression of that more subtle and more realistic, mm-hmm. you know, and more grounded and accomplishes a lot of this this point. Yeah, of you know showing the harm he's done it doesn't impact walt as mm-hmm. directly you yeah. know but i also think the other thing i would say in in response to doug's thing is this is kind of before to me i think it's a little bit before walt is as arrogant about having everything under control we're still kind of in scramble walt yeah mode. like he didn't you know mastermind letting jane die that was a game day decision Mm-hmm. You know he's still kind of flying by the seat of his pants we're We're a long way away from Lilia the Valley Walt, yes, you know we we have not gotten there yet,
1: yeah. This also raises something to me just that it like is a problem about sequence, which is the fact that this ends on a plane you know, on the plane crash does take a little bit of wind out of the sails of what I think is a better kind of depiction of Walt not, Walt not having things as figured out as he thinks he does you know, better Mm -hmm. undercutting of his arrogance, which is Skylar leaving him, her parlor room scene. Oh,
0: right. There's, there's a thousand uh, things that are his arrogance, like beating him or, or, uh, you know, I I just feel like these themes were expressed more subtly and better, like over and over and over in the series. Uh, The idea of like doing violence, harming the perpetrator, like that's something that's hard to disagree with. Mm -hmm. Look at Jesse after he kills Gail. Look at Jesse's entire party house arc, like violence hurting the perpetrator is a major theme. Yeah. Of the show, but it's not through indirect, cosmic ways like this. Yeah. They just there's more direct steps. It doesn't have mm-hmm. to be, um, you know, a, a game of a mouse trap.
1: Yeah, see combo diet, right?
0: Yeah, 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 exactly. And, like and, it, and Jesse's reaction to it, yeah, happens nonstop. You know, and then uh, Walt, you know, the ultimately the end of the show is a thesis on Walt's or not a thesis, but like a full exploration of Walt's whole "I'm smarter than everyone" thing with how he ends up having to, like when he takes over, you know, the whole, uh, just because you shot Jesse James doesn't make you Jesse James, mm-hmm. you know, all of that stuff about him trying to manage it and killing Mike and just like, you know, he gets out up until the very end, mm-hmm. you know, uh, he barely, he almost gets out, yes. you know, but he can't like, that's the way the, the series ends with that. So I just think there are more, it's, it's not that this is thematically off base. It's, a thing where to me it is underlined too many times and it takes it further than it ever does else in the series Mm -hmm. yeah and
1: also it it pulls focus from cooler stuff in the season
0: yeah and it kind of cheats you it it does the little fooly stuff which is just cutesy trick you know stuff which i i don't i never really like that kind of stuff in writing uh, to me yeah um not that I'm not, not trying to dismiss the, the perspective at all. I, no, I, I agree no, with no. you that it's not. Uh, I agree with Doug that it's not thematically ir- irresonance. Yes. Irresonant.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I see all your points uh, while still uh, disagreeing.
0: No. Yeah. 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 Uh, Robinson says season two is what really sold me on Breaking Bad. The thrills across the story were captivating, and the climax with the plane collision turned my blood cold. I know why it's weird to have that as an example of the kind of tragedy Walt's meth production can eventually cause. Just by people using it and ruining their lives, that's a tragedy, isn't it? But I think going into meth production, Walt and Jesse had very specific ideas and images of what kind of tragedy they're going to bring into the world. Declining health, broken families, destitution, etc. Things that they probably made peace with beforehand. The plane crash is a tragedy Walt couldn't predict. So I still think it works as a metaphor for the consequences of Walt. Uh, that for consequences, Walt is not emotionally prepared for. There isn't much follow-up on the plane crash. The scope of Breaking Bad shrinks a bit, and nothing is as disquieting as the plane crash, although the next three seasons have plenty of strengths elsewhere. I think the lead-up to the plane crash with that scene with Don at the monitor, with the sound fading out, was chilling, though, and some of the best direction in the whole show. I agree with, again, all the individual elements of that. Like, I love Don. I love mm-hmm. James Dad in the show. I love the, all that performance, John Delancey's performance so fucking much. Yeah, uh, would not trade away the plane to and get rid of that. Right, you know, would not throw away that bathwater to get throw away that baby to get rid of that bathwater. Yeah, um, yeah,
1: same. Yeah. Uh, and finally, here George says, "I remember the first time I rewatched Breaking Bad, watching with someone who hadn't seen it before. I noticed something in the first episode of season two that blew my mind." In the scene where Marie is leaving that interminable voicemail for Skylar, the camera zooms way in on a bunch of Splenda packets, all in a line on the counter, uh, and pans up to Marie's thermos that has a dancing skeleton on it. This is, of course, the same episode where Walt makes the ricin, so on rewatch, uh, I took this as extremely subtle foreshadowing as to where the ricin eventually ends up. Uh, when I first noticed this detail, it blew my teenage mind to teenage. Oh no. <laughs> um, uh, I've been taught to look for this kind of thing in books, but not in TV. Uh, not knowing that the show wasn't necessarily now planned. knowing. Sorry. Now knowing that the show wasn't necessarily planned out that far in advance, um, I have no idea if that's intentional or, or not, or if they wrote that part of the end of the season, uh, the end of season five, uh, to relate back to that shot. But it's such a specific shot that I feel like Vince and the gang had to have some kind of idea of what they were doing with it, or maybe I'm just recognizing patterns where none exist um have you guys noticed anything like this got any particular favorite bits of communicating plots character or theme through props and set design
0: it's uh, a weird thing about how they they write the show that you can see is mm-hmm. that uh vince gilgan specifically sometimes will get like an idea in his head mm-hmm. and then save it for a long time yes so the idea of like poison splenda might have been in his in his mind
1: Although right? it's like I don't, it's stevia, not Splenda. Yeah, L- it's, it's, later yeah, on, it's, yeah. yeah, the poison I, sweetener,
0: I guess. Yes, yeah. You know uh, the uh, and stevia is worse. It's gross. <laughs> um, <laughs> the uh, so I could I could almost see that. You know, I could see it being both like a, a coincidence. Like it follows the character, right? Like where mm-hmm. you would use Splenda. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I can imagine that. Um, so it's it's kind of hard to tell. I don't think that they had a, like Lydia Rodart Quail was. Not even a twinkle in a writer's eye at this point, I don't think. Right, right. Uh, you know, but the idea of that, maybe. Maybe,
1: maybe possibly. You know, yeah. and also there's, you know, you can go back and mine old episodes for ideas of what to do, you know, later on, right? Yeah. You know, maybe maybe somebody saw the decision and it came to it. I don't know how intentional it is. I also don't have a real example of anything of the show communicating in a way like that that was not very intentional and You know, pretty, pretty obvious,
0: you know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, I tend to, my personal, you know, bug of bear is that like that stuff can kind of get irritating to me. Same with Uh, the clever, clever
1: writing stuff. It's, it's,
0: it's the same thing with having the teacher write, do a lecture that's subtly related to what's happening in the rest of the plot. It can feel like that to me. So I haven't noticed a lot of that. Like the main main thing I've noticed on rewatch are scenes echoing and contrasting. So like characters being put in uh, similar situations in ways that contrast, like the way they react, contrast their characters and tells you about the characters. Mm -hmm. That is uh, what I am here for in a general sense. Like I think set design and everything matters tons for atmosphere. Mm -hmm. I don't love it for Easter eggs. Yeah. You know, personally, I'm not trying to take that away from anybody. It's just I haven't been looking. That's my long way of saying I haven't been looking for it.
1: Yeah. And t- talking yeah. about talking about us and talking about the show and the way we watch it, uh, and the way we you know kind of recontextualize and sum it up here. It's just not part of the way we, uh, you know, it's yeah. you know,
0: not some part of the process. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's going to be it for season two. Uh, I hope you want Moss because there's Moss with no Moss <laughs> uh, in two weeks, the beginning it's, of season it's... three
1: it's both options i don't know how you feel about measures but <laughs>
0: yeah, the, the uh we got some of them for you uh, <laughs> and if you wait long enough we got all of them for you yeah uh, yeah season three real highlight uh you know good stuff yeah it happens in season three uh really looking forward to it this has been a fun show to do and just a joy to rewatch because uh, mm-hmm. it's such mm-hmm. a good fucking show you
1: it know? is it is um yeah. Now, if you want to support this show and help us out, you can go to patreon.com slash TV and kick us some money that supports the show and the entire network. Uh, and mm-hmm. we really appreciate everybody who has done that in the past. And you get cool stuff in return for doing it.
0: Yeah. Uh, you can also tell your friends. A lot of people, people are always doing Breaking Bad rewatches. Everyone always wants to see how the ginge gets dadded. Uh, <laughs> uh, if you have friends who want to see how ginge gets dadded, um, you can uh, tell them about the show. Mm -hmm. we'd really appreciate that Uh, word of mouth is huge like ratings and reviews things all the things that you know to do definitely help Uh, i think a personal recommendation from a friend is probably the best yeah uh thing you can do Mm uh and then the other thing you can do is join us in appreciating our producer gwen
1: thank you gwen who also composed the theme song for the show
0: yeah which as uh we may remind you which you know because you hear it all the time uh it's a banger yes
1: yeah uh, also, yeah. uh, as you're as you're hearing this, uh, her band's album uh, is about to be coming out. Trash Sound Conglomerate. I forget the name of yes. the album, but it'll be just do a search for Trash Sound Conglomerate on Bandcamp.
0: Yes, yeah, uh, check it out. Vinyl coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and then uh, until next time, uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> don't become an air traffic controller.
1: Uh, I mean, make sure you got the goods.
0: Yeah, you got you got you got to be good, Mister <laughs> Big from Big Time air, air Traffic Controller has got to recruit. Oh, watch the uh, the bedtime stories about air traffic control.
1: Oh yeah, that's really good.
0: Yeah, if you like this, if you think that, if you think that there's comedy to be found there, or if you don't <laughs> think so, this will prove you right or wrong.